Welcome to the all-new Zero Issues, new 56. There's four more. all-new... New 50-zero. New all-new characters? 50-zero. Yeah. It'll have zero impact. Well, I mean, what's changed? Kyle, you look so different. Yeah, well, you know, it's this, it's this cool bomber jacket that I got, plus all these lines, which make me go faster. It does. Yeah. That's a fact. That's science. My, uh, my collar has never been higher. And I've also got this uh, this new facial hair. I don't know. That might stick around long term. Maybe not. Maybe it'll stick around a couple of months. I guess we'll have to find out. How do you guys like my new goggles? Uh, uh? That's all I've got on is just goggles. Yeah, I was going to ask, could you put some pants on? No. You won't. They've got lines on them. Okay. This may appear to be only monkey business, but in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero. Issues Comic Podcast! Zero Issues! Zero Issues! Zero Issues! Zero Issues! Excelsior! Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, my name's Kyle. I'm Bri. I'm Merc. Together, we're three guys who host the show that you're listening to. That's crazy, right? Like, sometimes the way the world works, where you're just walking down the street and listening to a show, and then there's people hosting that show, and those people, they're us. Every time. It really makes you think. Let's talk about some news. Oh, thank Christ. Current Zero News Flash. All right, uh, a big thing on the news. Oh, I'm, I'm very excited about this. Uh, the Sandman trailer just got released. Um, I it, It's one of these things that's kind of like popped up on my radar every once in a while, but I never had a concept of exactly how far along they were, what was going on. There was a, the big casting release. I feel like it was mm-hmm. not too long ago, but it could be just because of COVID and our warped perception of time now that i'm like i have no idea what's happened in the past two years or 10 years i can't differentiate anymore Mm -hmm. um but apparently they're as of august they are done filming um there is no release date set yet but the first trailer came out and it looks gorgeous it looks so delightful it looks uh it looks like the comic it does. If you know the book, this is the start of the, the actual story by Neil Gaiman where um, like an occult group tries to ensnare death and actually capture her. And it turns out they don't get death. They get dream. And mm-hmm. he's kept captive. At least in the book, he's kept captive for what, like 75 years or something. I don't know. So it's just the start of that. So you, you get... Um, What's his name? Sturridge, who's playing Dream, who it actually looks pretty damn good. Um, mm-hmm. I've only seen pictures not... so far, but it, it, it looks good. I haven't seen the trailer yet. Yeah. I, uh, I suck, but that's fine. <laughs> it was it was released 12 uh, minutes ago. You're fine. In the, uh, in the trailer is also Charles Dance, who's a very well-known actor, but everybody knows him right now from Game of Thrones. Um, nobody remembers Game he, of Thrones at this point. Soon, uh, soon it'll be something else. <laughs> soon it'll be yeah, like yeah, yeah, from exactly. Sandman. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he's playing the uh, the character that actually like heads up that group, that occult group that captures Sandman. So, right. Um, yeah, just looking like the production value and everything, and just the look of it looks really great. Just super excited. Nothing else really to say about it. Mm-hmm. Just that. So, th- how soon is that coming out? Do we know if they? put out the release no, date. There's no release it's a date. secret so it really? might be next week yeah who knows that's that'd be nice weirdly possible you know you're not wrong i mean right around halloween time because it's i mean it's not really spooky <gasps> but it could be spooky it's kind of spooky it's a little spooky. it's often spooky. It's kind of spooky it's got cool. spooky what, what, what else is in the news uh also in the news uh legal stuff oh <gasps> yay super super exciting to include in a podcast uh-huh, uh-huh. um there is a big Article battle going on C. between yeah, yeah <laughs> between uh, Marvel slash Disney uh, and um, the heirs of uh, uh, many of the creators of these characters like Spider Man and Thor and Black Widow and Ant Man, Falcon and, and tons of others. Um, so you're talking like the the heirs of Steve Ditko, mm-hmm. uh, Stan Lee, who is uh, 
it's primarily Larry Lieber, who is his brother. Right. Uh, Gene Colan, uh, Don Rico. Who else is involved in this? Don Heck, Patrick Ditko, I guess, who is the son or grandson of, of Steve Ditko, uh, and a few maybe. others. But basically, it's like that they are looking to – some of them have filed uh, termination of copyright notices on those characters. So if that goes through, if they win, basically they would be co-owners of these characters. So they would co-own Spider-Man or Doctor Strange or whoever. And Marvel DC or, or Marvel Disney would also own the other half. And they would get partial profits from everything involving yeah. those characters, which ain't no little thing. No, no. I mean, I, I can't wow. imagine it going through. Uh, Disney is is very protective uh, of, of things that they hold the copyright for, and they, they want to have full ownership, and they've got the money to make sure yeah. they do have full ownership. They, they have, yeah. you know, and even if they don't get it, they have enough money to just throw at it, so it's like they're going to bury you in lawyers forever. Yeah, but, exactly. You're never um, going to get out from under it. Sorry, even as it is, it's Marvel is countersuing a lot of these plaintiffs and and people, and I'm and and it's unclear as whether these heirs of these care of these creators have put this through for the copyright, and then Marvel has countersued them, and that's how it's gone. Or I think Marvel might be like jumping the gun and like suing these creators so that it stops any possible. Uh, possibility of them retaining the rights so it's i don't know it's kind of they want to basically make it ineligible for copyright termination right so i mean also trying to i'm sure send a message to anyone else who gets similar ideas exactly right but yeah i mean like if you do you'll be sleeping with the fishes maybe uh just just a consideration but i mean famously a lot of creators have said that like marvel royalties are like a pittance compared to almost anybody else so just a thought, maybe <laughs> you wouldn't have these lawsuits if you would actually uh, be fair in the first place. But, uh, hey, just a thought. Also, the lawyer who's involved um, with that and representing the heirs of these creators uh, also represented the heirs of Siegel and Schuster uh, battling DC right. and lost. <laughs> so, yeah. ho- hopefully he fares better. Yeah, that's the thing of being like these work-for-hire contracts. Which, yeah. fair or not, I mean, like, the law doesn't always do the fair or just thing necessarily, yeah. right? Like, usually it's, like, they're kind of written by yeah. the, the people who have all the money to keep all the money to keep all the things. Well, there's that, and then there's also the idea that these were created, like, what, 75 years ago yeah. or more. And the idea was not that these were going to become huge money makers. These were going to be, oh, you've created a... A stupid funny book and it's gonna make us money for like a few years and then we'll go on to something else like that was totally the idea they right. didn't have a notion of creating an empire so and, and to, to bring it back to disney a bit i mean they they were very instrumental in in the creation of the copyright term extension act which which is otherwise known as the mickey mouse protection act where it's like no yeah. no copyrights go as long as we say they go yeah haha <laughs> And if Thanks, they're not, Sonny Bono. you're sleeping with the fishes, yeah. see? Yeah. If not, yeah. you're sleeping with the Bonos. The one for you too? No. Yes. Welcome to the warm-up. Hello and welcome to the warm-up. Uh, this week we are going to be talking about something that maybe should have been in the news but wasn't. Uh, so the <laughs> the the voice cast for the uh, the Super Mario or Mario movie uh, has been revealed. Uh, cast includes uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, uh, Keegan Michael Key as Toad, uh, Charlie Day as uh, Luigi, and most confusingly is Chris Pratt. As the voice of Mario, yeah. Uh, the internet is is not cool with it. The internet does not <laughs> like this. They think it's weird, and I agree. It's a bad call. They did a bad call. The thing, the rest of the cast is like I don't really have any major qualms with the rest of the cast. I'm pretty excited. Like Jack Black is playing Bowser, and I'm like, I really actually want to hear that. Yeah. That sounds fun. 
Something about Charlie Day is Luigi. That works for me. I hope he's anxious and manic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Luigi. That's Luigi. So, he's a nervous yeah, fella. A lot, the, rest, the rest seems solid. Um, but that one... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it is it is the thing where, you know, it's it's celebrities cast in voice roles. Like, has anybody checked in with Billy West to see what he thinks about it? He, he might not yeah. be okay. And Charles Martinet on that topic, who has been the uh, the voice of Mario in video games for... Uh, like, since, like, 94? Yeah. yeah, yeah, since, like, 94. For a very long time, he's in the movie as, as like, surprise characters. I mean, like, there is an argument that, of course, like, let's go! For two hours might uh, wear a little thin, but mm. um, but you know he's involved. But it, it is sort of like that. Almost feels like kind of like a fig leaf in a way because you know again there's so many voice actors who often do a much better job than like live action actors do with this stuff. So yeah, <sighs> I well like is it the idea of like, Shrek. in past he's been the very uh, I'm a super Italian like a well, like, yeah. caricature esque and in light of current times yes is that a good idea is it not a good idea i don't know i mean is are they gonna go back to like lou albano sort of yeah like i'm from brooklyn yeah who knows (laughs) i'm here to fix your toilet yeah yeah i'm drunk this whole time i'm captain lou albano talking about drugs kids don't be afraid to say no anyone that asks you to use drugs is not your friend drugs can and will kill and if you do drugs you go to hell before you die Please. So, anyways, we're not we're not here to really talk about that, and then we did. Uh, we're here to uh, <laughs> to cast uh, other other actors known from the MCU in classic video game adaptations. Big! I'm so excited for this. That's what that's <laughs> what we're here to do. So, who would like to go first? Um, I'm gonna just say, and I'm gonna like we're gonna do other video games. We're not we're not like Mario is sort of just the kickoff point. But if you had to yes. pick uh, an MCU actor to be Mario. I would say I would have gone with Mark Ruffalo and just have him just be a real tired Mario. <laughs> he's got Italian descent, but he's American. And uh, mm-hmm. I just want tired, tired Ruffalo Mario. And I also still want uh, just anxious Charlie Day Luigi. That's the combo I want. But yeah, that's yeah. just my opinion. I think I would have gone with J.K. Simmons and just had him as angry whiplash man. Mm. Oh, yeah. he's uh, He could be like... Uh, Original, like, Jumpman Mario, who's uh, causing trouble for Donkey Kong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just throwing hammers at him. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I would have gone with uh, with Ben Kingsley. Oh, you know, make oh. make a, make sort of a refined Mario. But then you get to the end and you realize he's not the actual Mario. That's right, it's oh, Guy yeah. Pierce. He's just an actor Guy Pierce, he's definitely Mario. He's Guy Pierce. Yeah, yeah. I'm the Mario. It Ex- was me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. It's a me! <laughs> <laughs> an australian actor going it's yeah. a me yeah, yeah. i love it <laughs> oh god okie dokie all right next I, I i'm thinking about and, and i'm going with my biases first i love you know i love mega man uh ah, i want <laughs> i want tom holland jump. as as mega man tom holland little excited little guy Running around as Mega Man with his Buster gun. Live action, not animated. I want Tom Holland mm-hmm. to be a live action Mega Man. Can, can I add to that? Because I had also yes. uh, written some Mega Man casting. I think uh, I think Don Cheadle should be Mega Man. Ooh. And and Terrence Howard should be Proto Man. <laughs> it's like I'm like I was nice. you I was you before you were you. Pretty good. Huh. Very nice. Very nice. Having such a mega marvelous time. Uh, to go back to Tom Holland, mm-hmm. I also agree that there should be a live action Tom Holland or at least a motion capture kind of him. Uh, and he is Miss Pac-Man and it's him just doing the dance stuff that he does. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a hell of a dancer. He's hell of a dancer. He's very good. Well, I, my, we're just going to bounce off of each other the more. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> my, uh, my Miss Pac-Man. I, I was just thinking just like a yellow Scarlett Johansson just like jumping around doing her Black Widow moves, but like also chomping ghosts while she's doing her like spin nice. kicks and stuff and uh, chomping ghosts. Her head just suddenly expands super big and yeah. just jump. Yeah. Chomps. Well, I think if, if anyone, uh, I think Scarlett Johansson should should play Chun-Li. As we, as we all know, she's <laughs> she can she can play anything, so. I knew someone was going to go there. I knew it. <laughs> it's rough. 
I weird I don't weirdly don't have any Street Fighter ones, so uh, we can go anywhere from here unless you have. Some. I actually didn't have that written down. I was just off the dome. Yeah. I think uh, Pitfall. Mm-hmm. I want Samuel Jackson in there, oh. and he's just like it's a motherfucking pit. Yeah, every time. That's every his, single time. Like, that's all he says. Now, are there snakes in that pit, or is it just the alligator? I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking pit. Yeah, pretty obvious one, uh, like a Metroid movie. I mean, Brie Larson mm-hmm. has already said a million times she wants to be Samus, so just let her let her have this one. She really wants it. Yeah, makes sense. No joke. Just do it. Yeah, I got one more. I think uh, Batista and Idris Elba should be Lance Bean and Bill Riser in a Contra movie where they're just shooting aliens, and one of them gets a spread gun. They're like, "Oh, you got the spread gun? I wanted the spread gun." It's like, sorry, I got the spread gun. <laughs> You're going to have the laser. This laser sucks. Awesome. Keep the original soundtrack. You know, make some sort of reference to uh, them having 30 lives. Yeah. And so on. That'll work. Excellent. Um, Excellent. I'm going to put put, uh, Chris Hemsworth, maybe a bit of an obvious choice, as uh, Simon Belmont in Castlevania. Mm. And uh, I think, but I think Sebastian Stan would make a fine Trevor. I think he'd do wonderful work as a Trevor, uh, like mm-hmm. who is more in the, the cartoon version on Netflix. I think uh, you could uh, cover a lot of generations. Excellent. I'd like to cast Vin Diesel as Qbert, but then when they bring him into the into the sound booth and he goes to make the sound, and he just says, "I am Groot," and the producers are like, "No, no, Vin, no, it's not. It's not. I am Groot. It's." <laughs> What what sound does well, Kubert make? It's actually the, if you why? if you look there, at if you look at the the speech balloon, it's actually a series of swears. Kubert was yeah. the the first video game to curse. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, yeah. I think just he, I think Vin Diesel cursing like just, crazy. Just Vin Diesel getting hit by a by a springy snake and just going like ah fuck. Shit, fuck. It's the first R-rated Qbert movie yeah. ever. If he needs motivation in the recording booth, just remind him that uh, The Rock exists, and uh, he'll probably just start swearing. <laughs> Ouch. Great material, great material. Um, I know mm-hmm. they've already done a Sonic... Obviously, they famously have already done a Sonic movie, and are, are, there's more to come, but what could have been... Uh, my version of Sonic the Hedgehog would have had uh, Sam Rockwell uh, playing Sam- Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Taika Waititi is Tails... And uh, Jeff Bridges as Knuckles. Just get them together. <laughs> I really, I, I kind of had a similar thing of those that? same three <laughs> just doing anything. I was like, just put those three doing yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. And I would be happy. And uh, Kingsley, you know what, Ben Kingsley is uh, is uh, Dr. Eggman slash Robotnik. Just go for yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get that crooked mustache on him. He'll have a good time. That's no good. Uh, I, I was also going to say, uh, who could play Link from Legend of Zelda better than the youngest looking actor of all time, Paul Rudd? Uh, but he would have to specifically be the, the cartoon version, uh, excuse me, princess version of Link. And uh, you know what? I would go see that in the theater for sure. You know sure. what? I would see that. I would absolutely <laughs> see that. Oh, that'd be great. A uh, large black coffee. A what? Large black coffee. Do you mean a venti? No, I mean a large. He means a venti. Yeah, the biggest one you got. Venti is large. Hey, excuse me, princess. What the f***? So welcome. Welcome aboard. Uh, so to, Not today, but like this time of year marks uh, the 10th anniversary of the new 52, which was DC's big reboot in uh, August, September 2011, which um, after Flashpoint kind of wiped out all of the history and started fresh for a while. Um, always a good idea. Always a good always idea. Always a good idea. Always a good idea. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a few things to get into, just sort of a retrospective, a look back, uh, you know, and, and per- honestly, I, I was, New 52 was my big, I've said a million times on this show, but that was like my big, uh, I'm out, like I just sort of pieced out of DC entirely, bit by bit, kind of mm-hmm. got back in over the years, but um, I think I've, I've got a more fair look back on it after after 10 years. It took me 10 years, but I think I, I can sort of see some pros and cons. I, did either of you follow it? remotely i i think i read every number one at the time i you know i just downloaded them and there there was some that i stuck with i i stuck with uh green lantern for a while i stuck with justice league 
Uh, Animal Man and Swamp Thing were both really good books. Right. Uh, and I, I stuck with Batman Incorporated, which was technically New 52, but, like, it didn't have to be, and it actually... The New 52 kind of goofed up Batman Incorporated a fair amount, uh, which is irritating. Yeah, like, it was building on so many things. Like, everything it built on was, like, really kind of predicated on this character mm-hmm. having a pretty big history. Yeah. But... Uh, and I... I think I read the first 12 or 13 action comics, which was right. really some of the best Superman I've, I think I've ever read. I mean, who knew that Morrison wrote good Superman? <laughs> oh, you don't say. And I got to say, too, like Scott Snyder. And that's the thing, you know, like Morrison had been mm-hmm. writing not like mainline Superman, but like had been writing Superman pretty consistently for a while already. He had like Scott Snyder on Batman, which was sort of it was like you know, re recalibrated basically uh, after his yes. run, but he was already writing it at that time. So a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. like Green Lantern basically didn't, you know, most of the history of Green Lantern pretty much stayed as is, or at least yeah. enough where it was continuing more than it was like restarting. So it was sort of a weird yes. one where, but I guess it was a case too in the eighties where like a lot of some books sort of were just continuing and the other ones more had like a firm uh, reboot. So I guess that's, pretty standard practice i wasn't really reading much dc at that point anyways so Mm. i did not really convert too much to the new 52 i i delved into the odd book like literally an issue here an issue there and at half a time like always if you're not reading any specific books and you just jump into a book you're like i have no idea what's going on and then just (laughs) you back off but it's like Uh, it's issue one and i have no idea what's going on that's not a good (laughs) start not good no. no no um I, I did show the, uh, the the guys here before we started. Uh, I'm showing it up. We're doing this on Zoom, obviously. Uh, Earth 2, Collected Book, Volume 1, The Gathering, by James, written by James Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, art by Nicholas Scott, Trevor Scott, uh, and a few others. Uh, I did read this as quote-unquote research uh, last night and this morning, and it's horrible. And that, that's what it's got alan scott and hawkwoman and who else yeah i can't even remember um, solomon Grundy Jay, they introduced jay garrick and well the right, whole right. thing starts and i like i i'm guessing this is part of the earlier storylines where it's like the apocalypse war or something yeah and batman and wonder woman and superman all die saving the planet yeah. so that's kind of the introduction to it um but then it kind of goes off from there right and you end up seeing like solomon grundy is introduced but he's like solomon snm grundy yeah well i mean solomon grundy is supposed to come back different every time he never does he just looks like a hulk but yeah it's like cenobite grundy yeah it's uh pretty sexy he's got such delights to show you (laughs) i just gotta say that that the uh, the dialogue is some of the worst dialogue I've wow. ever read. It mm. is brutal. I was gonna say like Nicholas Scott art. She's quite good. I usually like her work. I mean, yeah, like the, the art. The art's pretty good. Um, yeah. It can be a little too much, but I think it was like they just tried to cram so much in there yeah. that it just overpowers everything. And a lot of it is just like the dial, just trying to create exposition and. We oh we have to tell you this and we have to tell you this and then just like awkward conversation. I'm like, there's so much talking. Like, is this a a, a 1960s Marvel book? Like, where people do like huge yeah. balloons and just talky 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 talky. It was ghost written by Chris Claremont. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about this Earth Two concept in in this New Fifty Two area in particular seems a little always felt a little weird to me because like it's kind of going back to like the Silver Age when you know you had the Golden Age and then they were sort of like okay it sort of split off where this is Earth Two like all these characters from like this era were Earth Two now and now we're in the Earth One and this is like the main one except there's no actual history for these characters because it's just starting fresh with everything. Which yeah. feels kind of like, oh, okay, like, it, it's just like an alternate universe thing, which is fine, and that's how they're choosing to use these characters who had become, like, legacy, like, original legacy, like, starters of legacy uh, characters. Instead, they're just separate versions, but, yeah, automatically, it's like, well, there's no connection to this at all, so it feels like a weird sell. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, and we, we're we in the middle of a reboot, why are you doing a second reboot inside the reboot? Yeah. Yeah. I heard you like reboots. And the designs are not, the designs are not good. No, no. 
Like I get, I get that you want to. Jay Garrick looks like a bike messenger. Yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. Well, I mean, the designs were kind of a mixed bag all around. If you want to get into that, I mean, like the major, like Jim Lee did a lot of them. I think Cully Hamner uh, mm-hmm. did a lot of the designs. I forget who else. Somebody else might have done a lot of them, and it, you know. None of them have stuck, so <laughs> almost no. none. I mean, I mean, Batman. Like some stuff of of Batman has stuck, where like he doesn't yeah. have underpants on the outside anymore. Uh, Superman still now, seems to go back and forth. Oh, he does. Okay, well, I guess you're they right. Brought, they brought that back. <laughs> At the same time, they brought back the trunks. I think for Superman, they brought it back for Batman. Though I think they're changing that up now. Where there's going to be an upcoming run this December where he's got like the oval back, but no wonder. I don't know. Whatever. They're okay. Just, what? But just like, around. I mean, Wonder Woman is still a violent psychopath who kills everyone, right? Like she was in the New Fifty Two. Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I gl- oh, so glad Horrible. that stuck. That was a great thing. Ugh. Um, character uh, development. Yeah. All right. So uh, before we get too deep, uh, I have and and uh, again, I said I was going to be very fair with the new Fifty Two, and I will be. But at this point, I'm just going to have a little bit of a cheeky quiz, like a trivia quiz, basically. Just going to yeah. see Welcome see, to see if you uh, are aware. Yeah, exactly. It's a jam. little cheeky, a little uh, a little backhanded, whatever you want to call it. So we got five questions. We're going to do this real quick. I'm just going to ask, uh, and you're going to answer, and we're going to see who wins. Uh, question number one, uh, and this is to a date, so whoever gets it closest. Uh, what date was the New 52 announced? March like, uh, 28th. Year or, or, or month? Well, it, was in, it was in 2011, just have to, I'll give you that much, but uh, it was it was the same year. So when uh, Mar- when about do you March think? March February. February. February 14th, Valentine's Day. It's uh, a love letter to everybody. Yes. Uh, well, Kyle gets the point because he's closer. Uh, he's a little off, though. The, it was actually May 31st, 2011. Mm, I knew it started with an M. Yeah. Uh, second November. question. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. somewhat... October. Somewhat related. Somewhat related. But when did the, all of the current creators at DC, uh, or at least, you know, some of the ones that were, were pitched, basically, you're going to be on this, you're going to be on this, find out that the New 52 was happening? So these are people that are currently writing DC books, long-term plans... Uh, when May thirty first, did... <laughs> May twenty eighth. No, uh, well, I, I I'm gonna give it to Kyle because <laughs> he's closer. But it was, I price it was the end writing of... you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was uh, it was it was the end of March. I don't have an exact date, but Scott Snyder talked about, it, and there's actually a a, a a column like a sort of a, a retrospective on I think Polygon where yeah. they interviewed a lot of people like Dan Didio. That, that's Scott what in, that's what inspired this episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he did specify that it was after C2E2 uh, in 2011, I guess, the Dandity or whoever, like, t- told him what was happening and then offered him, like, the main Batman title. Because mm-hmm. he was already writing, like, Detective Comics, I think, at the time. So, yeah. it was like, that. but that C2E2 was, like, I think on March 22nd and probably lasted a number of days. So, it's pretty much exactly two months ahead of it being announced. And, I mean, again, considering this is, like, a line-wide, like, we're starting everything from scratch... And that, like, launched in, was it September or August? I forget. Like, uh, Probably late August. I would guess late August. It doesn't seem like a lot of time to me, but, I mean, I guess it's not no. literally next month. <laughs> well, I think what it, what it said in the the sort of oral history was uh, Dan Didio brought Scott Snyder aside and was like, hey, so you're going to be writing Batman number one. And at the time, that was a big deal because things weren't quite getting relaunched every six months like they are now. Yeah, yeah. It was like, like oh shit! Time. I don't, I don't want to write Batman number one. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. This is the first time that's happened since you know, literally when it started. Yeah, so yeah. that was a yeah, that was that was considered a pretty pretty big deal. I mean, frankly, I feel he's you know one of the better Batman writers in my opinion at yeah. this point. I yeah. uh, I think he deserved it, but. There was another part too, not to get off track. There was another part. I think like a year or so in, or whenever it was, where they were he was like literally planning his first story arc and they were like kept ch- telling him like oh no you can't do you have to change this to like to you know to, instead of like building a mystery you have to like wrap this up right away and he was like yelling on the phone like tear up my contract i'm done <laughs> so uh that was a fun time so we went oh from gosh. like oh my god this honor to like i yeah he stuck around obviously everything worked out yeah you should really read um, that listener <laughs> it's a good one uh question number three so again it famously started with 52 number one issues uh that was the whole point there were gonna be 52 titles at all times um so of those 
which of the following was the first to be canceled? Uh, so we have Hawk and Dove, uh, as drawn by the incomparable Rob Liefeld. Um, oh yeah. We have Mister Mister Terrific, uh, Captain Atom, and uh, Grifter. Which one do you think went first? Grifter. Uh, Mister Terrific. Uh, Kyle, get, actually, uh, it was a bit of a trick. There was two that were correct. Uh, so Hawk and Dove and Mister Terrific both were canceled with issue number eight in April 2012. So they did not last very long at all. Uh, Grifter, so shockingly, of the three, lasted the longest to uh, issue number sixteen. And, Why? Uh, I don't know. Why? I don't people know. People love Grifter. Love him. And uh, Captain Adam, uh, number twelve. So that lasted a full year. Um, mm-hmm. and there was, and again, there was a lot. Like there was like a, a bunch they canceled pretty damn quickly. I think like everything debuted like really high, pretty in sales, but then like a lot of them like really went low really quick. They had like a specific cutoff mm. of like t- if it went like under twenty thousand copies. Well, yeah, number number one speculator mar- bubble. Yeah, if it went under twenty thousand copies, it was just like it gets canceled. And and mm. I think they said in that same interview, like you know, some of these were actually profitable. So I don't know if that we were too strict or whatever. They just had a an idea of how how successful they want everything to be. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff got cut real quick. Uh, moving on. Uh, question number four. Uh, so how many of the creators in the new 52 launch, so like when it started in uh, 2011, how many creators involved in the entire line were women? I'm going to guess three. I'm going to say one. <laughs> well, you both get the point because it was two. <laughs> it, w- it was 1%, right? 1%, 1% of people involved 1% were women. 1% of all creators. And uh, I-, I love the looking back. It's Gail how- Simone how- and her friend. Yes. Uh, Gail Simone on Batgirl, uh, Amy Reader drawing. I forget what she was drawing, to be honest. I, uh, I should have that in my notes, but I don't. But those were, those were the two. Those were it. They brought in more later, obviously, but that was pretty controversial at the time. And the response to that controversy was, uh, I mean, look it up. Was a horny, bored Starfire shrugging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Uh, and the last, last question. What year... Uh, did DC drop the new 52 branding entirely? Uh, 2016. Exactly 52 months afterwards, because that was their plan all along. Yeah. <gasps> it was uh, it was June 2015. So I oh. uh, which of you is closer? I don't even know. Well, what's 52 <laughs> I don't even know. divided I... by 12? I think I think Merck's closer. Okay. Well, you know Congratulations. what? Yeah, so I think uh, all, all in said, I mean, like, does it matter who wins? Does it matter who wins? I think Kyle wins ever so slightly. But uh, the only important thing is that all of us lose. Yes, yes, we do. But it doesn't matter because I got a screenshot of your puppies playing in the background. Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah. Okay, you know, the, the New 52 wasn't all bad. It uh, it certainly set the tone for a lot of uh, DC's adaptation stuff going forward. Be that the you know Young Justice cartoon, uh, the so a lot of the animated movies were were based on New Fifty Two stuff. Yeah, there's a whole line that that started with the Flashpoint and, and yeah. went on, and it was very inspired by it for sure. And and those were pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Like you even look at at the Justice League movie, and that is very very much based on you know or. At least in part, it, it's based on the first arc of the the Justice League comic, where like Dark Side know, arriving, introducing Dark Side. Yeah. I know, yeah, and it worked. It really worked well. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what? You, you <laughs> see time? everything through through a muted filter, and uh, cue yeah. the uh, cue the horny board Starfire. And uh, I think it's you know, and, and the, <sighs> the whole that cinematic universe in general you know, had took a lot of cues from that. I think that was sort of the whole point was trying to like synergy, baby was uh, kind of mm-hmm. what they were trying to do there. So, uh, you yeah. know, whether or not that continues, I mean, I guess we'll see. Okay. Let, let me post this question. Yeah. This idea. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm sure this is probably what it is, but do you think like the new 52, the idea of like a, a hard reboot, from the start, kind of recreating, reimagining these characters, is this just a direct response to Marvel's Ultimates? Um, um yes, and I don't, no. I don't, yeah, I don't think it is. Uh, no, like, like really? the, the Ultimate it... Universe was already sort of on the decline when. Uh... No, but just the idea of it. I always feel like 
DC, and maybe it's just my own bias, DC is behind Marvel in in those leaps, or they try to like, I'm not going to do what you did, and then do the exact opposite, or they'll wait a little bit and then go, oh yeah, let's do that. And then I, f- I feel like that's... They do have a habit of being reactive uh yeah to 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 that especially like you even look at the movies right it felt like they were desperately trying to one be different yes but also catch up really quick you know yeah, what i mean but They're capture to... that that same energy but do it in our way so mm-hmm. we're gonna yeah. purposefully do it the opposite way but i think it did i mean i mean we're we're talking about it as if this is the first time the the DC universe had, had been rebooted and it's it's not it's like the third or well, fourth but is it like a hard reboot, or it's just it's been tweaked? Well, I mean, I mean, like Crisis was, was Crisis a was hard. hard. Reboot. Yeah, but that didn't. Did that really reimagine stuff, or did it more like Some tweak stuff, yes. things to align it? Well, it did, but it it did that in order to tweak things because it became so convoluted up to that point. Right. That was their whole goal. Was like we have so much shit going on. Yeah. Oh my god, we need to well, to well, tweak part this of it and make was, it all into one world or one. Part of it like, was universe. that where it was like these guys are all in different universes. Other stuff is the storyline thing, and like they they did do that with the new Fifty Two. Like they they merged all the Wildstorm characters into the DC universe proper. Uh, yep. But I, I think it was, a lot of it was just, there's too much continuity, we need to cut out a bunch of this continuity, unless you're Green Lantern or Batman. <laughs> yeah. In which case, it all stays, but it all happened within five years. Um, I would say, I would say that, yes, it did, and it, it but, but it wasn't the first thing that did. Because, I mean, they had, no. uh, DC obviously did the All-Star line, which I think was trying to sort of do a similar kind of a thing. Uh, that's mm-hmm. Trying to be accessible really until, like, you know, but it wasn't, like, an ongoing thing. But then they had also the Earth-1 line, yep. which was, like, yep. a different universe reconsideration of these characters. So I think it's, like, they had tried doing um, these, these sort of things, very similar things in the past, but they just didn't. They got a certain amount of attention, but they wanted more. I think literally sales had honestly had gone down considerably at the time that they made this decision i feel like it was maybe i don't want to call it an act of desperation but i feel like it was also an act of like needing to do something way more something that was not easy to ignore yeah um so yeah i think it was definitely a response reaction to that that did play a part of it but it wasn't really directly comparable in a way i don't know i think that it 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 was a factor for sure that's that's my that's just my thought Alright, alright, no, no, fair enough. And I think, you know, the difference with Crisis is that, you know, again, there was stuff that still followed, like, Crisis happened, like, Barry Allen died, and Wally took over, and you were still sort of, a lot of it was, like, continuing uh, a legacy, but a lot of it was also, you know, kind of starting from scratch, it was like this kind of weird mishmash where this one was trying to be more of, like, a cut done with a few little exceptions, which, I, you know... There's an argument that maybe you got to plan that out really, really, really well for a long time. Yeah, you can't just decide you're going to do uh, it and then two months later do it. They got two months. Come on. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's true. I mean, you can do a lot in two months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on that note, actually, I just wonder, like, it's kind of not too different from what you're saying, but, like, would it have been better? Like, looking back, they had they did sort of slowly over the span of, like, a number of years kind of strip back uh what the, the the reboot nature of it because like in uh, they had like a rebirth special which kind of brought back Wally West like the original Wally mm-hmm. West and and sort of suggesting like in his classic Kid Flash costume and kind of suggesting that you know he was from before all of this happened. Um, you had Doomsday Clock which just overtly brought in the well brought in the Watchmen characters, but it also kind of very specifically said like yeah time was messed with uh, and that's why everything's like this and sort of undid a lot mm-hmm. of that too. And then more recently in 2019, you had like Dark Knight's Death Metal, which very was, you know, playing with the multiverse and playing with like the timeline being messed with uh, and kind of further undoing things on a, on a much larger scale. So, you know, the argument is uh, they, they've been, been rocking better that just... Coke can back and forth and, and finally yeah, exactly. it over. Uh, at this point, all of that, is it like more confusing than it was before they did this reboot? Like, is it. Should they have just, like, you know, it, maybe everything didn't work out, but maybe they should have just kind of stuck with it and tried to make the best of it instead of completely going backward? Or do we end up now with, with the best of both worlds where you uh, you have 
you know, the, the, whatever the benefits of the new 52 are and also what, what maybe was better from the old thing kind of combined into an ideal version, maybe. I don't know. That, that's completely subjective. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know if, if that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just thinking like, you know, you, com- you combined the good stuff of before and the bad stuff of other before, and it's like, oh, it's good. It's got that bad stuff in it that, you know, got corrected out. I, I think I think Rebirth was, was sort of celebrated because it brought back stuff that a lot of fans, you know, were missing that didn't necessarily need to be cut out. Mm-hmm. And I, I think more importantly, uh, like, there there are some good stories in there. There's some very good stories in the new 52. Definitely. But they didn't require uh, a universal reset to be told. Those could have been told in the old continuity the whole time and yeah. it would not have changed anything. I mean, there's kind Well, of... like, let's be honest. What this was, it was a business maneuver oh, yeah. to try to gain more, more market share. Of course. And this is indicative of the comic industry of the past <laughs> 20 years mm-hmm. of just, let's do this. Look at me. Look at me. Okay, six months later. Look at me. Look at me. And then again, look at me. It's It's... Yeah, I'm looking. Do that nice dive, honey. It's, yeah, it's like there's I get two it. Big but dogs you're not... barking at each other, and you know what I mean, like trying to like dominate the other one. It's just like okay, but I mean, like that's is that your entire focus? Is just like oh, we gotta get more market share than Marvel. We gotta get more market share than DC. I'm like, it it worked out temporarily because I mean, like they did. You know, they, Dark they Horse is success. just trying to eat a sandwich, and they just. <laughs> Smash it out of Dark Horse's hands. Just Marvel just taking every sandwich. <laughs> this time. It's fine, they got Bendis now. It seems like it's short-term viewing of and mm-hmm. short-term planning of like, let's do this so that, oh, we got it in October and November. Look at our numbers. But it's yeah. like, well, what did you do? You're, you're a character and story-based company. Mm-hmm. And these are long-term things. And if you just set it up in order to you have to reboot it or change it in six months, which like, I'd be curious to be a fly on the wall of like, do you, do you have meetings where we're like, well, we'll be able to just change it. You know, if it doesn't work, we'll change it in six months. If that's your plan, then that's a bad plan. This yeah. is the state of the industry because of your stupid plans. Yeah. So, yeah. And one thing that I do appreciate that they try to do and kind of to the point there where you're saying like most of the good stories, um, they could have, they didn't really need to reboot everything in order to tell those. And you're right. Like, especially re- regarding a lot of like the DC, um, like, you know, superhero stuff. They did mm. try to put in like other genres. They were trying to sort of diversify the entire line. They had like Westerns yes. and they had like a lot of sci-fi. They had like a lot of different kinds of stories that don't, weren't all just like traditional superheroes, which was really. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, that was a great idea because they were trying to, like, go back to, like, the old days, you know, like, try to, like, a stronger comic industry that wasn't just, like, dominated by one thing. But, you know, really most of those didn't last very long, unfortunately. A lot of those were the ones that got canceled really quickly and ended up just kind of getting replaced with more traditional superhero fare. More Batman. Yeah, and at that point... This one's about Talon. You like Talon? (laughs) Ace, Bathound. Yeah. So, you know, and th- at that point, if it's really just very superhero focused and like a lot of the new stuff you tried out didn't really last and then sales on the whole were just started going down pretty quickly, not too, you know, a certain amount of time after the launch, you know, then you have like these characters that don't have the kind of history that they used to have or the depth that they used to have. And it's, you know, maybe just a weaker line. I mean, like there was a lot of great books again, like. Like you said, like Morrison, Superman, like Snyder, Batman, like you have, I mean, a lot more beyond that. There's a lot more stuff that now, and I'll mention, uh, I've picked up a, a lot of uh, trade paperbacks at uh, Dollarama <laughs> lately. Mm-hmm. A lot of different weird stuff is showing up exactly where you got that Earth 2. And uh, there's a lot of new 52 stuff uh, that is just yep. showing up for like three or four bucks a book. And at that point, I'm just like, how can I, how can yeah. I resist? I'll it's check this out time now. capsule. Exactly. It's in a weird, interesting time for all that to sort of be, you know, very cheaply available like that. I mean, I haven't had time to read them, but I, uh, I have got a weirdly big New 52 library to dig into soon. <laughs> Just to, to wrap it up, uh, I've got a little quiz on some of the books that, uh, that were part of the New 52, and I want you guys to try to tell me how many issues they got. Yeah! Okay? Mm. So, first up, 
Larflees. If you guys remember Larflees, the Orange Lantern. How many? Oh, he had yeah. a solo book. How many issues did it get? Four. Twelve. Brian gets the point. It was he got twelve issues. I don't. I, well, I, I assumed it would be eight, but I'm like, mm, let's just try mm-hmm. this. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next one. All Star Western. Uh, Ten. Sixteen. Too much. You know what? You know what? Not enough. Thirty four. Really? What? Yeah, thirty-four issues of All Star wow. Western. Well, like like you said, they were they were trying other stuff. It wasn't just strictly superhero books. They had westerns. They had you know different things. Huh. I think they were really. And again, I think they might have been a little more like let's give this stuff more time because they really wanted to to do that. I think have that have yeah. an impact. Uh, Secret Six. Six. Thirty-two. Uh, you got one of those numbers right. It's the two. It had two issues. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah! Oh yes! Ouch. There were some that literally, yeah, like people like literally got fired from a title before it even started, and then you're just yeah. like, "Well, I guess we'll put this out." Weird. You figure yeah, they would I'm, just I'm, shelve it? Yeah, it's strange. Uh, okay, this one is titled Justice League of America apostrophe s vibe. Vibe. <laughs> it's a vibe book. Please tell me two six. Ten. It was ten. Fuck. Vibe no. got ten. That's wow, eight why? more issues than Secret Six. That's but you know what? It's two less than Larflees. True. <laughs> this uh, is how we measure and, it in Larflees. <laughs> and finally, uh Gotham by Midnight, which was sort of a uh, a horror esque one. Uh the lead was uh Jim Corrigan, the Spectre. Oh. I didn't even think I knew about that one. I'm gonna no, say no. eight. I'm gonna say six. Merck gets the point. It was five. Oh. Wow. So to, let me remember. just tally up the scores, and I don't remember who said what, so that was nothing. It was nothing. <laughs> I think I think we all won. Uh, I have one last thing to say. Yeah, we mm-hmm. all won. Last last brief question I just remembered. I did. We did put uh, a post out trying to see if anybody had anything to say about the new 52. Yeah. Uh, very last minute, very last minute, Um, and, and, and it turns out, Almost nobody did, but friend of the show. <laughs> it was it was very last minute, and also eh. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Friend of the show, Jay Boas, who uh, if you could look him up on Instagram at Jay Botography, J B O Tography, um, asked about uh, Superman's like armor. Uh, he mm-hmm. didn't have his underwear on the outside, but he says, "Do you think he wears underwear on the inside, or is he going commando in that bad boy?" I think Superman wears underwear. I you know I don't have to say anything more than that. I think he wears underwear. Yeah, tidy whities I think he is wearing uh, Supergirl's underwear, mm. and he's okay with that, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, very it's okay comfy. with that. I mean, a good Kansas boy like that, his mom taught him, you're going to wear clean underwear. I think so. Uh, yes, absolutely. Even if, even if it's mine, Clark, put it on. My my question is, Dance for is, that, me. is that armor, is it cold? Because it's like, it's sort of metally fabric-y stuff. It is it cold like it. against his body? Yeah. Like it, I, I guess he's Superman, so I mean, like it looks like it, it would shake like crazy. He keeps it. He actually he keeps it in the fridge, and he puts it on yeah. a hot summer day. And he's like, oh man, that's refreshing. Man, that's refreshing. It's got little sections. You can put little ice packs in there. Like all, all mm-hmm. the lines when there's like a, a a panel, it comes out. Yeah, you got to make sure that like, nothing is wet on you because it's like putting your tongue on a yeah yeah a frozen pole. It's like ah, oh, my nipple just popped right off. Yeah. He's uh, he's invulnerable, but I imagine he still sweats. And I mean, again, it might not yeah. chafe him so much because he's super strong, but I, like I think it would still be uncomfortable. You know, he's got to have something in between. Yeah. Batman free balls. Batman free balls. He wears a big like like a big red onesie underneath. Ah. With the trap door. Ah. Or he could just have like a fabric Superman costume underneath, <laughs> and it bursts <laughs> off, and he's just got his classic on. Yep. Nice. Those are Jim Jams. I like I like that visual. I mean, I wish I wish someone one of us had drawn that several oh, years yeah, ago. Like we could have made some money off of it. Uh, Darn. Yeah. New New Fifty Two, no more, and it just bursts off yeah. of companies like this. Shit. Well, sadly, it's too late. It's too late for all of us. Yep. We missed out on that we sweet have... sweet money train. But let's. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Let's stop recording and go watch the movie Money Train. <laughs> Christmas in New York, a time for giving. 
A Time for Peace. Oh, this, is a good movie. this is a good movie. It's rum. Ah. I, I did. I didn't know he was in this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stay. For two trains. Trains. You know, this job you know I'm glad we did this. To your help. It's no holiday. <laughs> I say you guys are the best. Well, modesty prevents me from... Well, no, it doesn't. I. We are the best. They're not just partners. They're family. This is your brother? I see the resemblance. <laughs> say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. I mean, it does take a special kind of person to do this job. You're not going to hit him. Why not? Because I'm going to hit him. Someone with dedication. Perseverance. Courage. Cojones. I, I am getting excited. You just always got to be the coolest. You always got to be the smartest. You got to be the guy who gets the girl. Let's see what you got now. You're a bad gambler, Sonny Jim. You're in debt up to your eyeballs. I have to look after my brother. I can understand about you and your brother. What I'm not understanding is what's going on between you and me. You brought the money, right? Yes, 300 bucks. Hey, mother owes Mr. Brown 15,000. 15,000? <laughs> Drop it. Ah! They made their reputation by being on the edge. You want me to admit I have a problem? Okay, I have a minute problem. Minute? John Bobby, he has a minute problem. You have a sickness. But now, you're a disgrace to this organization. You're a wreck looking for some place to happen. One of them is about to step over the line. Three, four million at least. You know what we could do with that kind of money? We're not going to rob the money train. Why not? Because we're, we're cops. Charlie is going down, and you are the only family that he's got. Give me long rifles and M16s rapid fire at 30 meters. What the hell are we gonna do? We can't stop this thing even if we wanted to. Go fast. Get on or get out of the way. Money train.